Welcome to Heart to Start, celebrating 10 years of a community-based exercise program where we welcome everyone to join us, no matter your experience or your pace. The goal of Heart to Start is to use the power of community and movement to help people become their best, healthiest selves together. I'm Dr. James Beckerman. I'm a cardiologist with the Providence Heart Institute in Portland, Oregon, and I've coached the Heart to Start program since we began in 2012. In each episode, I'll be speaking with past participants who inspire all of us in the Heart to Start community and experts from medicine, sports, and performance who can help us better achieve our goals. Later in each episode, I'll be sharing some activity goals for the upcoming week. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Providence and on Instagram at Providence Health System. And before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or a treatment. Welcoming Elliot Waxman back to the podcast today. You might remember Elliot from one of our first episodes as he helped us set our mental framework and goals for our 12-week training program. So this week, we're excited to get some additional tools from him as we look towards wrapping up the training and focus on accomplishing those goals we set so many weeks ago. We're in the home stretch. Maybe you've begun the process of visualizing your own end goal, setting a game plan to complete it and achieve it. Let's see how Elliot can help us reach our own summit this week. Welcome to Heart to Start. Dr. Beckerman, thanks for having me. Always fun catching up with you. It's great to talk to you again. So all of our listeners out there will remember Elliot from very early on in the season. So back then, we were all unsure what this whole thing was about, and it was all about getting hyped up, getting plugged in, committing ourselves, expressing intention about our goal and all of our process goals along the way, and allowing ourselves to be human, not beating ourselves up when we had a day that wasn't as good as another day. So all of that has led to today, to this week, when we have our goal literally right in front of us. And it's go time. And so that's why you are here. You are the go time guy who's going to get us geared up and ready to go. So what do you have to say to get people ready to go? Yeah, let's get them fired up. Let's get them going. Race day is around the corner. So we have to get our minds right. And what I mean by that is consider all the training and all the hours you've invested into this activity and this commitment and this goal and frame it up in your mind in a positive way. I have earned the right to be on this track. I have invested the time. I'm here for a reason. And when we look back, it can be helpful to self-reflect on what we've invested into our goal. And rather than feel overwhelmed or scared about what's in front of us, we can remind ourselves of feeling prepared and feeling like the work has been put in. 
and we are ready to rock on race day. One of the things I think about a lot um, is journey and identity. And for some people who are newer to this type of experience, the identity of being someone who accomplishes these types of goals is kind of a heady thing because maybe 12 weeks ago, they didn't have that identity. And today they are a person that does this type of thing. And so I think it's so great that you're asking people to reflect and recognize that they have changed in some way, perhaps over the course of this experience. W one of the things that uh, I've been nervous about when I've participated in experiences with big goals is wondering what if I don't perform as well as I hope to? And that can give a little bit of nervousness or anxiety and just kind of not feeling great in the few days leading up to something. So how do we get our minds around that component of performance? Yeah, absolutely. One of the phrases that I say frequently to my clients is control the controllable, check our boxes. And when we do our job, that's winning. And so if I am a person of high character, if I deliver on what I promise, if I put in the work and the effort, if I'm a good partner, a good teammate, a good community member, you already won. You stepped up to the starting line, a winner, a champion. You checked your boxes. You controlled the controllable and focus on what's in your power. Sometimes races unfold um, with tough luck. Welcome to competition. That's why we participate in sport, the unknown. And you can step up to the line doing everything correctly and sometimes things unfold in a disappointing way. That is part of athletics. And find relief in the fact that you controlled and checked your boxes. And that is a championship mentality. I love that advice of control the controllable, but embrace the unknown. And the truth is by virtue of traveling on the road, you've already arrived, right? Um, one of my favorite quotes uh, is the road is the goal. And even though sometimes the goal is the goal too, um, having traveled on that road uh, gives you something that even a tough race day can't take away. Absolutely. And we have to recognize that journey and that road. And for us ultra competitive folks, sometimes that's a challenge. And that's where self-reflection comes in. It is time well spent to think about what you've accomplished, your successes. Every single session with my individual clients, Dr. Beckerman, I start with what is going well? What do you feel proud of recently? And I call it the list of positives. So I encourage folks to write down every week your list of positives. What do you feel proud of? 
What did you accomplish? And that helps pattern our brain to focus on the positives and to be proud of our work. And that's where our focus should be. So bring us to the day that we're going to be trying to accomplish our goal. The alarm goes off. Maybe we slept well, maybe we didn't, but here we are wide awake. We know that it's happening. And some of us are just psyched. Some of us are filled with a different emotion. Um, how do you manage uh, kind of the, the, the pre-race jitters, so to speak? Yeah, managing pre-race jitters. The first thing that comes to mind is stomach butterflies and jitters equals this is important to me. I care about this. So rather than being fearful of stomach butterflies, put a twist on it. Different attitude. Stomach butterflies means this is important to me. It means this is a big deal. It means I care about this. It means I'm ready. And don't be afraid of stomach butterflies. Accept them. Championship athletes, Olympic athletes, guess what? They get stomach butterflies too. And guess what? They still earn gold medals. So we can perform well and both can coexist. If you're nervous on the track, not a problem. You can still perform. I absolutely will use that advice because, you know, over the course of your life, you have a lot of experiences where you need to perform in some way, in some ways that you've performed hundreds of times before. And sometimes there are ways that are new to you. But a lot of us get that feeling. For me, it's not stomach butterflies, but I get kind of like a dry mouth. And I you know, find myself just like, ah, just like not feeling right. And you feel it come on and think, oh, no, it's happening. But that idea that it is almost affirming because it tells you, yeah, you care. And what could be better in life than to care about something that you're about to do? And in the case of all of our listeners out here who've been working over the past 12 weeks, man, we hope you care. And we're excited that you care. And if that manifests and feeling a little bit funny, that's okay. Because you're gonna still you're still gonna earn your gold medal in whatever form it comes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And with those stomach butterflies, Dr. Beckman, we have a why in the road, so to speak. And that why is we can be challenged for the opportunity or we can be threatened and hesitant and scared of the opportunity. And I hope our listeners choose the challenged street. And what I mean by that specifically is it is race day. I'm ready to attack this. This is important to me, and I'm ready to show off all my hard work, right? The challenge street looks a little bit uglier, and we've all been down it. It happens. But we have the choice to attack our goals, and we can focus on ourselves and what's in our control. And we could feel a, a challenged energy attacking our goals, and that's what I mean with the challenged mindset. I love it. I feel like all important things have like a fork in the road, right? <laughs> and which one you choose makes all the difference. 
Absolutely. So um, you've taken us through the final week of preparation, um, the morning of our event or experience and the feelings that will carry us through it and hoping that it's amazing for everybody. Um, then there's the day after. And how do you stay motivated? Because, you know, as much as we'd love to make hard to start a an 80 year program rather than 12 weeks, um, after you've accomplished your goal, you have to figure out something next. And while we always have your back and we're here to support you, we're thrilled with the idea that you're going to create your new process and go towards your new success. And so what can you share with people to help them keep that magic word momentum? Yeah. So let me speak to two different types of folks that I know are involved in your community. I've seen a wide range of participants. And let me speak to two different groups here. First, the folks that are a little bit new to physical activity. To those folks, I say, keep it rolling, right? When we accomplish our goal, that feeling is amazing, right? And that energy can continue. An analogy I use, Dr. Beckerman, is a snowball on top of a mountain. When we reach our goals, that tiny finish line pushes us and our snowball rolls down the mountain and gains momentum. Use your goals and use your achievements and your wins as fuel for the next one. You did something. You checked off a goal. Go attack the next one. You are an achiever. You can do it. Find the next challenge. Get that snowball rolling. I love that. Um, yeah, I've noticed that when I've participated in, in a race event, for example, at the finish line, it seems like when you go to the area where they uh, you know, have the banana and, and you maybe get your participation medal, depending on what kind of event it is, there's also opportunities to sign up for other things. Now, the skeptic in you might say, hmm, this is uh, an interesting business strategy, but it's actually a lot more than that because they are tapping into that psychology of the snowball effect that you describe because someone who just accomplished a goal is primed to take on a new one. And so maybe one way to put into action something like you're describing is to make an intention quickly after accomplishing this goal towards conquering the next one. I love that. So you said that there's that first kind of person that you're speaking to. Tell us about the second kind of person. Yeah, the second type of person I'm referring to, Dr. Beckerman, is more of the elite competitor. And these folks may participate in races frequently, and they are training a lot more often. Fantastic. We're all on our own journey, but I know that is a huge slice of your community. To those folks, I have different advice. The day after an event, it is common, and research suggests this, that we can have little stormy moments, and we can have a dark day. 
And expecting that and accepting that can be helpful. After a big marathon, after a big event, we have this come down feeling and our adrenaline and brains are firing to compete at a high level. And coming down from that high is a reality. And so I guess my advice would be expect that the next day or next week might be a little bit gloomier and just acknowledge that that is a reality that is developmentally appropriate. That is how the brain works. There's nothing wrong with that. And you move through dark stretches in life and the light and the journey continues. I think that's so insightful. It, I think it applies also just to lots of things. The idea that we have to accept that there are moments that are going to be tough and there are moments that are going to be joyful and you can't really have one without the other either. Right. It's all part of the same thing. Um, and so in the end, you kind of have to embrace it all. So here we are at the end of this road, which means that we're at the beginning of another one. Um, is there any last advice that you can share with our community who are all at different stages of a different journey, but I think have a lot in common at the same time? Absolutely. I wanna propose a mental mission, Dr. Beckerman, for your community. And that mental mission is to pause on race day and look around and absorb it and be in the moment and take it all in. Whether that's the starting line, whether that's getting your banana at the end of the race, whether that's in the middle and you see your family and friends on the course waving to you, it doesn't matter when, I challenge our listeners to pause and be in the present moment and enjoy it. Mission accepted. That's great advice. And it doesn't matter if you're participating in a, in a formal race event or if you're even doing your 5K around your neighborhood. It's just taking a moment to pause, recognize what you've done, be thankful that you get to do it even at all and uh, embrace the unknown, as you've said. So thank you so much for your insight and uh I don't know, you're a great role model. I can see why uh, there's a lot of people that have benefited from your help. Thank you. Well, thank you for the nice words. It's always a pleasure. And I wish our community all the best. Thanks so much for joining us on Heart to Start. We look forward to continuing this conversation to help you stay motivated and healthy throughout these 12 weeks. Let's get to the activity plan for the upcoming week. Remember, we welcome all movement styles, but we're also providing you with a training plan for walking or running a 5K. This is interval training to help build a safe and sustainable base over these 12 weeks. So when we reference the faster pace, we're looking for something a little brisk, but where you can comfortably carry on a conversation. 
The slower pace is literally that. Just slow down the pace a little bit to recover from the faster pace. Let's set the plan for the week. Write it down. Schedule some time in your calendar for your preferred mode of movement. At least three days each week. And then take one day to slow it down a little bit and go for a nice walk. If you're following our 5K training plan for walking or running, here's the details for week 12. One day of a 30 minute moderately paced walk and two days of the following intervals. Note that we're adding a rest day before completing your goal activity this weekend. A five minute warm up, a nine minute faster pace, followed by a 30 second slower pace recovery, repeated for a total of three times. Don't forget, a cool down and some post-exercise stretching when you're done.